September 20th, Memorial of St. Andrew Kim Taegon, Priest, and Paul Chong Ha-Song and Companions, Martyrs. At the beginning of the 17th century, through the efforts of several laypersons, the Christian faith reached Korea, where a strong and vital Christian community flourished under lay leadership until 1836, when in secret, missionaries from France, members of the Paris Foreign Mission Society, entered the country. During the persecutions of 1839, 1846, 1866, and 1867, 103 members of the Christian community gave their lives as martyrs. Leaders among these witnesses to the faith were the first Korean priest and pastor, Andrew Kim Taegon, and the lay apostle, Paul Chung Ha-Sung. Among the other martyrs were bishops and priests, but for the most part they were laity, men and women, married and unmarried, children, young people, and the elderly. All suffered greatly for the faith and consecrated the rich beginnings of the Church of Korea with their blood as martyrs. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Faith of our fathers, faith and prayer shall win all nations unto thee. And through the truth that comes from God, mankind shall then indeed be free. Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. Faith of our fathers, we will love both friend and foe in all our strife, and preach thee too as love knows how, by kindly deeds and virtuous life. Faith of our fathers, holy faith, we will be true to thee till death. The holy martyrs died for Christ. With their blood they enriched the earth. Their gift is crowned with everlasting life. Why this tumult among nations, among peoples, this useless murmuring? They arise, the kings of the earth. Princes plot against the Lord and his anointed. Come, let us break their fetters. Come, let us cast off their yoke. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord is laughing them to scorn. Then he will speak in his anger. His rage will strike them with terror. It is I who have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will announce the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, You are my son. It is I who have begotten you this day. Ask, and I shall bequeath you the nations. Put the ends of the earth in your possession. With a rod of iron you will break them. Shatter them like a potter's jar. Now, O kings, understand. Take warning, rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with awe and trembling. Pay him your homage, lest he be angry and you perish, for suddenly his anger will blaze. Blessed are they who put their trust in God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The holy martyrs died for Christ. With their blood they enriched the earth. Their gift is crowned with everlasting life. The just will live forever. To live in God is their reward. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the lyre, with a ten-stringed harp sing him songs. O sing him a song that is new, play loudly with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right, and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made, by the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean, He stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. 
all who live in the world revere him. He spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever. The plans of his heart from age to age. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The just will live forever. To live in God is their reward. My saints, you fought the good fight in this world. I will give you the reward of your labors. They are happy, whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth. He sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers on the earth. He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In him do our hearts find joy. We trust in his holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. My saints, you fought the good fight in this world. I will give you the reward of your labors. Our spirits yearn for the Lord. He is our help and our protector. A reading from the first letter of the Apostle Paul to the Romans. I consider the sufferings of the present to be as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed in us. Indeed, the whole created world eagerly awaits the revelation of the sons of God. Creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, but by him who once subjected it, yet not without hope, because the world itself will be freed from its slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. Yes, we know that all creation groans and is in agony even until now. Not only that, but we ourselves, although we have the Spirit, as first fruits, grown inwardly, while we await the redemption of our bodies. In hope we were saved. But hope is not hope if its object is seen. How is it possible for one to hope for what he sees? And hoping for what we cannot see means awaiting it with patient endurance. The Spirit, too, helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in speech. He who searches hearts knows what the Spirit means, for the Spirit intercedes for the saints as God himself wills. We know that God makes all things work together for the good of those who have been called according to his decree. Those whom he foreknew, he predestined to share the image of his Son, that the Son might be the firstborn of many brothers. Those he predestined, he likewise called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he in turn glorified. What shall we say after that? If God is for us, who can be against us? Is it possible that he who did not spare his own Son, but handed him over for the sake of us all, will not grant us all things besides? Who shall bring a charge against God's chosen ones? God who justifies? Who shall condemn them? Christ Jesus, who died, or rather was raised up, 
who is at the right hand of God and who intercedes for us? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Trial or distress, or persecution, or hunger, or nakedness, or danger, or the sword? As Scripture says, For your sake we are being slain all the day long. We are looked upon as sheep to be slaughtered. Yet, in all this, we are more than conquerors because of him who has loved us. For I am certain that neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities, neither the present nor the future, nor powers, neither height nor depth nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God that comes to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who persecute and insult you. Then you will be true sons of your Father who is in heaven. You must be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. Then you will be true sons of your Father who is in heaven. A reading from the final exhortation of Andrew Kim Tagon, priest and martyr. My brothers and sisters, my dearest friends, think again and again on this. God has ruled over all things in heaven and on earth from the beginning of time. Then reflect on why, and for what purpose, he chose each one of us to be created in his own image and likeness. In this world of perils and hardship, if we did not recognize the Lord as our Creator, there would be no benefit in either being born or in our continued existence. We have come into this world by God's grace. By that same grace we have received baptism, entrance into the church, and the honor of being called Christians. Yet what good will this do us if we are Christians in name alone and not in fact? We would have come into the world for nothing. We would have entered the church for nothing. And we would have betrayed even God and His grace. It would be better never to have been born than to receive the grace of God and then to sin against Him. Look at the farmer who cultivates his rice fields. In season he plows, then fertilizes the earth, never counting the cost. He labors under the sun to nurture the seed he has planted. When harvest time comes and the rice crop is abundant, forgetting his labor and sweat, he rejoices with an exultant heart. But if the crop is sparse and there is nothing but straw and husks, the farmer broods over his toil and sweat and turns his back on that field with a disgust that is all the greater the harder he has toiled. The Lord is like a farmer, and we are the field of rice that he fertilizes with his grace and by the mystery of the Incarnation and the redemption irrigates with his blood, in order that we will grow and reach maturity. When harvest time comes, the day of judgment, those who have grown to maturity in the grace of God will find the joy of adopted children in the kingdom of heaven. Those who have not grown to maturity will become God's enemies, and even though they were once his children, they will be punished according to their deeds for all eternity. Dearest brothers and sisters, when he was in the world, the Lord Jesus bore countless sorrows and by his own passion and death founded his church. Now he gives it increase through the sufferings of his faithful. No matter how fiercely the powers of this world oppress and oppose the church, they will never bring it down. Ever since his ascension and from the time of the apostles to the present, the Lord Jesus has made his church grow even in the midst of tribulation. For the last 50 or 60 years, ever since the coming of the church to our own land of Korea, the faithful have suffered persecution over and over again. Persecution still rages, 
and as a result many who are friends in the household of the faith, myself among them, have been thrown into prison, and like you are experiencing severe distress. Because we have become the one body, should not our hearts be grieved for the members who are suffering? Because of the human ties that bind us, should we not feel deeply the pain of our separation? But, as the scriptures say, God numbers the very hairs out of our head, and in his all-embracing providence he has care over us all. Persecution, therefore, can only be regarded as the command of the Lord, or as a prize he gives, or as punishment he permits. Hold fast, then, to the will of God, and with all your heart fight the good fight under the leadership of Jesus. Conquer again the diabolical power of this world that Christ has already vanquished. I beg you not to fail in your love for one another, but to support one another, and to stand fast until the Lord mercifully delivers us from our trials. There are twenty of us in this place, and by God's grace we are so far all well. If any of us is executed, I ask you not to forget our families. I have many things to say, yet how can pen and paper capture what I feel? I end this letter. As we are all near the final ordeal, I urge you to remain steadfast in faith, so that at last we will we will all reach heaven and there rejoice together. I embrace you all in love. These are the martyrs who bore witness to Christ, praising the Lord they feared no evil. The blood of martyrs is the seed of Christians. They are as unknown, yet well known, as dying, yet living still, as having nothing, yet possessing all things. The blood of martyrs is the seed of Christians. Let us pray. O God, who have been pleased to increase your adopted children in all the world, and who made the blood of the martyrs St. Andrew Kim Taegon and his companions a most fruitful seed of Christians, grant that we may be defended by their help and profit always from their example. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks. Thanks.